episode of us chat with epi- this episodes with who wasn't Mike uh, Stephen Bartholomew. I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Oh, dude, that went fucking fast that episode. We uh, when Steve sat down with Mike and I, we're like, all right, let's just uh, do a quick sound check, and then we just started talking, and we didn't tell Steve that we started, and all of a sudden an hour went by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it went by fast, real fast. It just like flew. That's probably the fastest interview, we, or if you call it an interview chat we've ever had with anybody well we're definitely gonna have him back we we already agreed upon that yeah we actually didn't i, I listened back to it and i was editing it and i was like there's so many topics that we wormholes i want i feel like i missed and asking because we were so we were crunched for time we but, had only an hour but yeah but it under an hour really well and because uh, like him and i fun. used to work together so i was like talking about starbucks for like a long time mm-hmm. and i was like i want to ask him more about editing so that was uh that was a good episode so how was your mother's day uh, it was good. My uh, mom made uh, brunch uh, in the morning. Well, we made brunch for my mom, and then in the evening, my dad made her a uh, like a lobster dinner. And it's we always had, about my food aunt was with over. you guys. Yeah, my family's big on food, but uh, it was good. I mean, it was low-key. How about yours? That was nice. I saw everyone in my entire family. I drove all around Connecticut. <laughs> my aunt had something, and then I saw my... And their grandmother after she got out of church, and then we took my mom out for lunch, and then I saw my brother and my sister-in-law and their little nephew, but he was asleep the entire time, but he was so so cute. Her first Mother's Day as a mother, so Aww. it was exciting. We should, was nice. should we let the listeners know about, uh, without naming any names, the, the new update about the uh, the network possibility here? Yeah, I think it's a 99.99% sure thing. What would yeah. you do is cross some T's and dot some I's? Exactly, and I, we won't name any names yet, but there's a website that does... Uh... It's Earwolf. <laughs> oh my god, how crazy would that be? It was like Nerdist or something? It'd be cool. But uh, we were invited by uh, a mutual acquaintance to come on to this uh, network that does podcasts and radio shows and other stuff in the area, and they're actually um, I guess they're fairly well known around here so we're pretty excited to join their network our success i use that term in quotations um it's been pretty quick you know like i feel like how many episodes i don't even i'm not even gonna lie i don't even i think we're at like 14 now uh 14 in the can but we only posted 13 so this today is gonna be 15 15, i think i I can look at my phone let's be honest yeah because uh fortunately we have some banked up Mm -hmm. mm-hmm we should interview your cat. Oh, Belle. Yeah, that yeah. wouldn't go over She's well. She's right here. She's Just, looking at me as she we speak. On the bed. Oh, wait. This is the Steve episode going up today, so that means in this airs we'll have one more, two more, probably in the bank because we have another one on Sunday. We'd love more feedback from you guys, too, in terms of what you like, what you don't like, and what you'd like to hear more of. That would really uh, be helpful. 13 episodes up right now, so this will be episode 14. Yeah. Uh, we might get a little confusing in the episode, just to clarify. We worked at a Starbucks inside a hotel. We were in the lobby of the hotel in the Biltmore in downtown Providence. So we, we kind of go back and forth of talking about Starbucks slash hotels and stuff. So all one building. I remember when me and Steve used to work together, I'd get really excited because we could just talk about television. And we were, so it must have been around season three or four Breaking Bad, and we'd just analyze every episode to an extent uh great episode oh man what a great episode we kind of hit all the good topics really quick but steve is definitely gonna have to come back on because there's so much more we could talk about really funny the way this episode worked we sat down and usually we just kind of start talking and give people the rundown of a couple little things and all of a sudden we just started talking about something and all of a sudden an hour is up. It was like just like that. I don't think any of us even knew. Like it just flew right by. Uh usually I write down some stuff I want to bring up and didn't even happen. It just this whole conversation completely natural and it just flew. And Mike and Steve got along really great. Steve's really nice, really hard worker. And just so great to see someone work their ass off and kinda of get into their field and and maybe he'll maybe he'll be uh a big time movie person one day in that world and we could say we have on our tiny little podcast as always uh check us out on you know facebook or you can shoot us an email at let's chat 233 at com. give us some feedback please write us a review on the itunes uh man we should do a little contest what first one to write us an itunes 
first one to write us an iTunes review, we will send you a present. Well, let's get into it. Here's this episode of Let's Chat. reason we actually had you on is that we i ran into you at the movie theater yes yes and can we say what movie it was it's a little embarrassing oh gosh about time yeah <laughs> did you like it it was actually not oh my bad. god i it like awesome. sobbed like yeah, i didn't was... like fully cry but i came pretty close at the very end it was, it was actually did you see it like no dude if you like a good rom-com and not like a bullshit rom-com like sleepless in seattle like a real good rom-com mm-hmm. About time it's good, will fucking yeah. tear I mean, your heartstrings. I, I first saw that that guy, that actor. Um, I forget. In it. love, actually. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, he was in that, but I saw him first in um, Black Mirror. You know that UK series? No. It's it's amazing. It's like a really good series about like um, it's kind of like a, a modern day like Twilight Zone, where it's like oh. every episode is like a different um, reality. And oh it's, my god! And it's about like um, it's about like technology and kind of every technology is always at the center kind of of every episode is it on netflix or any of that stuff no i got i got it um i got it illegally but <laughs> <laughs> no but that's yeah. awesome and uk that stuff happens. i um i just got into sherlock well not just the first uk show i've ever watched now is sherlock mm. which i'm like obsessed sherlock's awesome english actors do it different though like they all like do like it's it's different. strange you can you can kind of st- you can kind of tell when you're watching a UK show almost like you don't even need the English just the no. pacing. Yeah, yeah, the way the the way it's shot sometimes it's very UK the, and the episodes like, are shorter. Yep. Like yeah. they're like there's a season could be like 3 episodes. Exactly. Yeah. Or like in the wire um which is like my all, one of my all-time favorite programs. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of those actors are English. Like if you yeah. you watched it, right? Yeah. Some of it. Have I you seen it? Yeah. Um, Stringer Bell. Exactly. Stringer is, Bell. Have you ever heard him talk in real life? Yeah. I was watching like Love a commentary. I watched the whole series <laughs> thing, and that was his voice. I had his voice, and I was like, "Yo, Avon." And then I heard him talk, and like it was like Avon uh, commentary. Commentary. Oh, chip, chip, cheerio, man! When Omar killed me, I had to uh, give him a wee bit of a spook. Ha ha ha! And like. What the fuck? It's or really uh, Jimmy McNulty, like yeah. when he talks, it's it's so weird. Yeah, like, weird um, can it's not fair to be that good looking. I didn't know. <laughs> do, you guys watch Game of, do you watch Game of Thrones? No, I am a huge, huge yeah. Game of Thrones fan. I, read I, didn't, I didn't. Did you watch it last night? Because I, I did watch last okay. night, but we won't we won't talk about that. Then. No, no, I'm go ahead. When I go, no, I'm watching it when I go home. I haven't. Seen I heard it, it was a filler. It's, it's but, awesome. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, Peter Dinklage, who Peter plays Dinklage. Uh, Tyrion Lannister. I don't think you don't you haven't seen it, have you? Is he the midget? Yeah, little person. I'm sorry, the dwarf. Yeah, he's, he's also he's, an elf. Um, he's American. He's American. Yeah, and he has really? a really good English. Apparently, accent. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've been told. He's an elf. Yeah, he is an elf. That scene is kind of. I think. I think that's the first scene that I saw him in when he. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was Miles Finch, the yeah. children's call book me, writer. <laughs> call me. What? what call, is me uh, call me. Call me now. One more time. Yeah, one more time. And he does like the hand thing, yeah. and he fucking drop kicks him. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So me and Steve, we we used to. Do you still work at the same place we used to work? I at? do not. All right. I so we can not. talk. We used to work for Starbucks together. Yes. And we probably got in trouble because we talked a lot. Oh god. We always talked. To, you're the reason I saw Breaking Bad season four because you burned me a copy. Oh, that's right. Illegally, we that. were just talking about. TV and movies all the fucking time. Chris, Chris was the one who got me into Breaking Bad. Really? Oh, really? At I didn't least know that. initially. See connections. Um, so that was a fun job. Like, it, it, when did you finally leave? Because I left um, in October two you, years ago. When you left was kind of like the ideal point to kind of start leaving yeah. that place because because Laurie was leaving. I know. And um and like a lot of the partners started to leave. So like the team atmosphere that we all yeah had, like that very nice kind of I've. Man. Connection just started to dissipate, and that's retail. Man, that's yeah. so because I I moved to Rhode Island, and I got I had a different job, and then I was like, I'll keep this for a little bit, and I'll just you know say fuck it, Starbucks, and I wasn't super happy always working there, mm-hmm. working for Lori. I won't say her last name, but was one of the best experiences of my life. Like I I doubt she'll ever hear this. She's amazing. We had like the best at Starbucks, like yeah. the best boss. She was so everyone who worked there. No, well everyone who sucked got fired at some point. <laughs> 
She, I never felt so professional she, working in a retail setting. Like I had pride yeah, working in that fucking store. Exactly, exactly. Like, I like she fucking built more. She's one of those managers that really <sighs> empowers her employees mm-hmm. rather than kind of dictates. I've only had a couple of those. She yeah, but amazing. it's really, really great. When she you wanted have everyone to move on and move up and like do good things. And exactly, she loved us and she Very was supportive. so nice to us. Yeah. It's hard to find in retail. And exactly. she, like, my like the manager yeah. there now, from what I've heard, is not nearly as. Uh, no one could be Lori. Yeah. She, and, I find that like, like when you work shitty retail jobs too, when you you're get younger, some shitty people. Yeah. but like you tend to meet like good people your age, like crews tend yeah. to be tight. Like some of the yeah. old, my old first jobs, like working at like grocery stores, yeah, and like my little sister works at Papa Gino's now. Yeah, it's true. A, lot, like, some a lot, of lot of people stay in retail because of the team. Like, oh my god, know? I still have course, friends. Yeah. Like Starbucks too. Like I found like cafes usually. He was a Starbucks employee there, as well. Oh wow, they're <laughs> like super tight, like almost like family. Uh, it, yeah. yeah. Oh my, I we all we had Christmas parties. And yeah, like, we did. I want to get Jameson on here so bad. I haven't seen oh, him in a long man, time. He would I just talked so to Jameson the other day. Really? Like the first time in like several months. And I hope I can run into all those people again. I miss a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, we're Roxy, we're still Maddie, in the process of trying to like plan out a time to meet. I miss Carl. Yo, Carl. Carl's still there, you know? Is he, every time he I is. go in there. So we had a, a supervisor and he was... I don't know. He's not young. 60s? Maybe. He's He was like a retired corporate guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just one of those people who can't sit still. And then he worked at Starbucks and he was a gay, who's gay. And would tell me the coolest fucking stories of being like a young gay guy in his 20s working on Cape Cod. Oh, oh God. Maddie, Elizabeth, it. Roxy. Yeah, it, it was like Danya. Mm. It was like the funnest fucking job, and dude, celebrities were coming all the fucking time. And yeah, you told me, was oh my god, I met Corn. Yeah, I didn't see Spielberg. Spielberg was that you? Was there once? No, I Jameson met, met Spielberg. We I missed Franco too a bunch. Yeah, I one Franco. time he came in, I was in the back, and no one got me. I, I heard saw he like Davis. the place. Like he's there a lot. Not anymore. Oh, when he was yeah. at RISD. Oh did, did, God! Did you say? Did you say I, Miles Davis? No, no, Viola Davis. Oh my God! That, I, I met. Her. I met her. I heard that. Oh, yeah. we were probably together that day. I think we were. And then yeah. I think you're the one that pointed her out. You're like, is that? I didn't know who it was until after Carl told me. It's like, Mr. Revel, do you know who you were just talking to? Academy <laughs> Award winner Viola Davis. It's like, no, but I talked to her mom and she laughed at me. <laughs> when I was like, oh God, it's who better was? when you don't know. Lori became friends with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, 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 and Laurie? to be more, our old boss. Yeah, really. I guess she like would pick on him and make him like fix the bananas. She had yeah. pictures with Akon. Yeah, when they yep. filled Body of Proof, she knew all those people. Edward oh, yeah. James almost Same. came in one time. I worked like a morning shift. He came in. Like, I wish I was there four times in the same day, and I got was getting busy. And he was being chatty, and I was like, "Dude, get the fuck out of here." <laughs> Are you trying to make tea, darling? Yeah. At this it's point, the That's former fine. baristas forgot they put tea on the pot. <laughs> I'm good with just water. <laughs> and, and completely ignored it. Oh, my God. I, you know the funniest thing? About, like, you know you remember those jobs, and then you start to think a little bit deeper. You're like, oh, yeah, I had to clean drains yes. and wash floors and oh kick gosh. homeless people out. Oh, gosh. One time, me and Carl were working. He banged down the fucking door because these two meth heads were having sex, and they yeah. broke the sink. The sink. And the water what? went everywhere. Yeah. Toilets Seriously? got clogged. People you, have, like, shot up in the bathroom and, like... Daily. And, it like, it yeah. wasn't uncommon where someone would be passed out because they shot up heroin in the bathroom. Yeah. Because you'd have these moments where it's you're like, oh, my God, I just moments. met my... Apparently. <laughs> I didn't know it was that NBA prevalent. superstars would come. Like, Magic Johnson would come in. I didn't meet him. I missed him by a few minutes, and then he went to Bar Louie, I heard. Or, there was one. My favorite moment is I worked the entire fucking night kicking out, and I kicked out some homeless guy. Mm. And maybe 15 minutes later, when the valet guys were getting our car for us, I, fought, I saw Snoop Dogg walking out. No way. Because uh, he was going to Lupo's, and I was like, huh. Wow. I just kicked it. Really... Like, this, that, the duality of that Starbucks. Because remember yes, that yes, woman true. who lived in the Biltmore? I don't know her name, but she had like a lived? diamond that she was living there for like a few months. She had a diamond around her neck that Lori told me was like worth more than a house. Oh my gosh. Because it's just. Fucking crazy! I wonder why she was staying there. Was it she is, a widow? It is or very drastic, yeah. kind of like I, I don't know why she was staying there, but yeah, it was. And they had a contract for anyone who did something with the Duncan or one of those things. They stayed in the Biltmore. Mm. We worked the week uh, Britney Spears was there. Yeah, mm-hmm. you don't ever see Britney Spears. No, but you fucking hear about her from all her employees. She she brings like a special teleporter to her room. Does she? So that she just teleports into <laughs> her bus. <laughs> she, did you, you don't see her. Uh, Joe Biden was there once. Oh yeah, didn't see him either. That was that wasn't even. Did fun. you guys hear about what happened at the dunk? Oh, oh with my the circus. god! And my friend works there, and she was there when it happened. I saw a YouTube video and I, I couldn't saw... watch it. Yeah, she like, didn't. I... She I yeah. guess she had her back turned. It, it's not as bad as like. Well, it's. I mean, it's horrible, but it doesn't look 
as horrible as you'd think, but well, they were hurt pretty bad. Yeah, like with the videos that they've posted, they're not really they're shitty quality. But it's yeah, it's <laughs> my wife is now bringing us tea. Yeah. This is is this for payment for Steve and all the time he gave us free drinks? <laughs> we don't work there. So you don't get this on most podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was that was a fun job. That was the coolest part about that job is we got free coffee when we weren't working. It's true, and like a lot of that stuff doesn't exist though now. You know, Maybe they should. I still yeah. get free coffee when we I go to the really Starbucks lucky. I work at, mm. and if I go to other Starbucks where I know former baristas. I don't. I never Thanks, ask, no. but they still give it to me for free. Yeah, I'll yeah. never ask. I would Sometimes always pay for in. it. Yeah, that's that's happened to me too. Like, but if I like, see a former barista, I'll probably hook him up. I always yeah, hook him up. I always um, would try to hook up the food truck people so I can get free food. I only worked with the hot dog <laughs> guy, and we used to hook up. We hooked up a lot of fucking people though. Yeah, uh, remember it, David? <laughs> oh, I da- missed David. David was like friends oh. with everyone. Like he would go to he a was, restaurant and know the chef oh. and like get half off his meal. I think he'd always get mad because I'd call him Drake. Because, like, he talked like that. He's a very <laughs> handsome young Spanish man. Where, where did he work? We all he worked at the Biltmore yeah, together. Yeah. But his, okay. We called him, his name was Davi. And, like, t- dudes in, like, fucking suits would come in, like, Davi, hello, it's so good to see you. He's like, what up, boss? You <laughs> yeah, got one of my fancy camera macchiato. We worked in the hotel. Yeah, there's a Starbucks in a hotel. Okay. Uh, in downtown Providence, mm-hmm. in the Biltmore Hotel. Well, I didn't know if you were saying he worked in the hotel or oh, in yeah. the oh, no, Starbucks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he worked at the Starbucks. Okay. So you'd just be like, Yo, what's up, dude? You want that triple venti ice caramel macchiato extra shot upside down, three and a half pump vanilla? <laughs> Your point of got you. And people loved him. Yeah. <laughs> he was the sweetest fucking guy. He's I a, love that kid. Awesome. Oh, I miss all those people. I'm going to just go Facebook everyone. Yeah. He was, oh, man. Because we were all like a ragtag misfits and oddballs. Yeah, it's true. And it was a really diverse cast. I think I was like one of the only Caucasian employees. Yeah. Those are some of well, the best, like. Oh. Groups like when you work with a bunch of different people, different ages yeah. and stuff, like yeah. you know, none of us like, would, and we all got along, and like, and all of us had like other jobs, we and all, school, everyone, and everyone worked hard. Workers, everyone yeah. had two jobs, or at least was a student. Like everyone fucking busted their ass. Yeah. So remember last time you were working at a zoo? Oh, I was I was doing an internship at the Roger Williams Park oh Zoo, God, so I was so like, cool. Yeah, I was. So you're doing film stuff now? Yeah, I got to shoot videos for them, and and I did like a piece on like it's like a profile on the carvers for the jack-o'-lantern spectacular was that the one on pbs oh i don't know maybe could have oh my god that was you (laughs) could have been possibly are you a videographer or um well that's that's what i'm kind of trying to aim for doing but right now i'm just um editing video primarily and i work as a pa sometimes with my um production company so I have a story if you feel comfortable sharing this who was that woman that you met at the biltmore you from working there oh um Amy Rogers? No, not Amy Rogers. Oh, Amy God. Redford. Amy yeah, Paul Redford. Redford's daughter, right? Yes. Do you want yes. to share that story? Because that's one of my favorite stories, because that was just because you were a smart, hardworking college kid who happened to work there and run yes. into her. Yeah, well, well. also, um, like, it was that morning, there was, like, um, it was the Rhode Island Film Collaborative or, or something. Yeah, was yeah, having a meeting at the, um, at the Biltmore. Oh. And so she was, like, the keynote speaker. And... Um, so I went to that meeting and and she was up there and it was it was great. We talked for like a second, and then I, I went downstairs to go to work because I had to work that night. So I brought my you know I was like in a suit and then brought your Starbucks uniform, changed in in the in the bathroom at the Starbucks at the Starbucks, and mm-hmm. then um um she came down with like a friend and and I was like oh you don't have to pay and I just <laughs> I just helped her out and she gave us like a like a twenty dollar tip or something but but mm-hmm. um. So yeah, that was that was amazing, and and then she um she put me in touch with like her uh one of this pro- one of her producers that she works with. In but she remembered you, right? Because she yeah, you yeah. saw her at Starbucks and she remembered you. Yeah. Oh my god, that's so fucking. And nuts. she invited me to like her. She had like a film premiering, like a short film that she made, wow. um at the vet, and so I went there to wow to go see that and that's awesome because cool. I love movies and. For a while, I wanted to like write movies, but really? just being involved with them in any way was kind of what I wanted to do. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been doing a lot of like, like I've I've just finished reading like In the Blink of an Eye, and I'm reading a lot of stuff about like film editing since mm-hmm. I'm like that's mainly what I'm doing, and it's it's crazy kind of. Uh, well, editors, editors, yeah. There's a documentary skips. on Netflix, I Ooh. think, mm-hmm. about editing. You may have seen it. Um, I think I've I think I've seen it. Yeah. Well, it could really change the entire tone of a movie. Mm-hmm. Like the editor is really I mean a movie is really built in post. 
Martin or television. Scorsese. I think he's been working with the same editor for like forever, like his whole career. Yeah. This, yeah. I think what's her name? I don't. I don't know. And Tarantino also. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember I saw one of my favorite movies is uh, Dumb and Dumber. Mm-hmm. You guys all just That's laughed. <laughs> but I saw a extended cut of it on uh, mm-hmm. it was on Netflix or something, and it just changed. I didn't like it. I didn't like it anymore. Like really? they just did it just maybe this a certain edit to it. Mm-hmm. It added a very strong like some of the jokes went on a little longer. The joke well, they added an entire scene where they weren't as lovable. Well, first off, it was much more homoerotic, which I'm Yeah, one was the hot tub, right? The, the hot tub and it goes too long. Yeah. And for some reason in that scene too, they started talking about kind of villainous things they had done mm-hmm. and then it wasn't funny anymore. And then those characters changed from being like just dumb to like just mean. Yeah. And but you know, three fucking minutes can change the whole two hours of a movie. It's, it's true. Like um, in the book I was reading, there's um, like the way that it's it's by Walter Murch, and um, who did like Apocalypse Now, mm. the conversation, and um, Godfather films and stuff like that. And so like, um, he's like, I think he's the only editor that's won an Academy Award for like three on three different editing wow. systems. Um, so, yeah, because it keeps changing. Yeah. Oh, so he did analog, whatever was pre-analog. Yeah, he did like Moviola. Um, oh God! And then he did Avid. Mm-hmm. He's done. Um, I forget what the other one. It's like a KM. Or Do you use a Mac? Is that um, yeah, a, yeah. At, at at the studio, we use um, Premiere now, which that's is so kind fun. of what everyone's switching to. But yeah, like industry standard. Yeah, kind it's of. kind of it's becoming that way because Final Cut, I guess, is 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 like not as kind good as it used oh to be. God, it's just amazing. I think good editing. And, like any good anything, you just don't realize it. Like you shouldn't watch it and be like, uh, "It's true." But like when I watch Breaking Bad, I don't even think of how important those edit scenes are. Oh man! But they are. I yeah. mean, well, everything. yeah, like the, especially like what the like uh, proper use of like a smash cut hmm. or like a certain something will happen in a certain scene, and then the next opening shot will be. A direct al- a direct reference to the scene you just saw, and it's it's subconscious. Yeah, and but, and, and the point yeah. is that like every shot should tell a story. Like if you mm. if you cut, there's got to be, you know, some kind of drive behind the cut. And and like a lot of editors, like the main um, reason to cut is to push the emotion and the rhythm and the mm. story forward. Do the editors work? Are you working uh, directly with a director, or is like a good editor kind of on their own, or? Well, like it's it, got to be both, right? It does have to be both because, I mean, like, it depends really on how um, the director you're working with kind of, it depends on how they they work. I mean, if, they, if they're if they comfortable with you kind of making all the decisions and then going to them and in the end and saying, what do you think? And then they have, like, they always have kind of like the final say and then the producers will get it too. Oh. Um, but... So with television, is editing a whole different medium compared to um, it, it movies? Prob- it probably is because, I mean, I feel like I'm not sure how it works in terms of whether or not they have the same editor all the time on TV shows, but I, if, it must be that way. I, mean, I'm I would assume. The styles yeah. are always so similar. Or maybe they just have a style they expect from any editor that comes on. I don't, well, I don't they know. They say TV is a writer's medium and a movie is a director's medium. Mm. Are you you consider yourself a film buff if I... Well, memory serves correct. Yes, yes, yes. So what did you think of this year's films? You mean like, um, well, like the, the Gravity and... I didn't, even, I, I didn't see shit, so really? I'm probably the worst one. Um, there's a podcast I listen to, Brett Easton Ellis, who yeah. wrote American Psycho and yeah. a bunch of other stuff. But his whole podcast, he just gets these people and he just rails mm. against how movie the industry has changed and everything's not as good. It's, it's very different. Dude, like, um, American Hustle did not do it for me. Yeah, I felt the same... I, like, I felt the same way. To, I liked Silver Linings. I love Silver Linings. Exactly. But, I, you know, but, I liked American Hustle. Yeah. I liked it, but it was really dialogue-driven. And I love dialogue-driven. I, I, I don't know. It just seemed... I, I like good dialogue, too. Yeah, but... And, like, it just seemed to just kind of drag on. It the, was kind of... I think it was a little too much. A little heavy-handed, yeah, almost. Yeah. Like, I, I think know. that for that movie, like, it was really good, mm-hmm. but then it fell flat, and then because everything else this year was mediocre, this is kind of like where Eddie Snell always talks about everyone got like hyperbolic and made it sound better than it was. Like American Hustle is a really good movie, but mm-hmm. you know it wasn't that fucking good. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't like, say it's great. I, I loved um, Wolf of Wall Street, I but I mean, I thought Wolf of Wall Street no was Goodfellas was great. Nothing yeah. will ever be Goodfellas. Oh, I, I agree. I thought Wolf Wolf of Wall Street got kind of like it didn't get enough praise. I think. Yeah, it was, and people were like, "Oh, it's glamorifying, it's glorifying Wall Street." I'm like, you know, glorifies Wall Street. 
Wall Street. <laughs> like, you, you're mad at a guy who made a movie, but that guy lived that way, and that's actually how he got punished. I love that line. And for a second, I forgot I was rich. Yeah. Like, yeah, he and gets just, away with it. And Scorsese talks about that, like, because, you know, people always ask him, like, is that what you were trying to do or whatever? And obviously, that's not what he was trying to do. I mean, no one's, you know, going out there to say, this guy was the best guy. You know, you can tell that he was just an asshole. But he was so, but, he was such an asshole in that movie. Yeah. I mean, he played in it. In real life. To, but he played it to the max. I mean, that scene Leo, where the FBI yeah. agent is on the boat. Oh, I love and, that dude, scene. That's my favorite And he's scene. leaving. And he throws the lobsters. And he <laughs> fucking throws the lobsters. And he's just like, why don't you take these home for dinner? And then you can fuck your fucking ugly wives. And then he goes, here. He b- pulls off like some hundreds and just throws them in the water. And he goes, this, uh, what did he say? That's a week's pay or something. Yeah. And then uh, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Heidi lick some caviar off my balls. And yep. like, yep. he just didn't give a f- He's like, get the fuck he off was- my balls. Like he was brilliant in that film, DiCaprio. It's, he it's crazy. he transformed for that. Like mm, that's I what know. I love about him. He just, I, I know, and I hate how good looking he is. And it's not. Even, <laughs> he was just so fucking into it. I yeah. know. He yeah. became that scene that with character. the car he when did. he's like crawling down the thing. He didn't like. He didn't restrain himself yeah. at all. Like, that's when, all I, back. when I saw that in the theater, I actually saw that with um, Brandon, our, our former guest slash friend. Hmm. We actually met up on a Monday at like eleven o'clock in the morning and saw an Atterborough. Because we both really want to see it. It makes you want to run a marathon when you're done. I wanted to. I was like, I got to go to Wall Street. I got to do some Quaaludes. But I remember seeing the movie and like, I was like, all right, I'm on for this ride. And then does that thing with the car. He's like, no, fuck it. The car is red. This is my story. That second, I like, I got it. Like maybe some people didn't catch that part. I was like, all right, the narrative is because this is like a true story. And Mm -hmm. I was just, I was on board. The second he did that thing with the car changed his color. Oh yeah. He's like, no, he's like, my car wasn't red. It was white. Like whatever, and then you saw, and I was Miami like, Vice or whatever. I, yeah. I felt like you kind of like got you got that character in like thirty seconds or less, exactly, which is so hard to do. Like I love, yeah, a good within the first sixty seconds, you knew who Jordan like, Belfort yeah, was. That gorilla was blowing me in the car or whatever. Oh no, that, well, that was later. But yeah, the opening the opening sequence, he was blowing cocaine. Yeah, oh, asshole, that's so yes. gross. Like. Oh my god! My parents saw it though, and they loved it. It was and a great 65. movie. Yeah, like, they fucking loved it. It was. It was so my mom can awesome like parents. <laughs> my mom was like, I could look past the nudity and the drugs. She's like, it was. It was a good. Well, movie. nudity and yeah. drugs are life. You know. It's, yeah, I mean, um, I think I think not mine. I think his. <laughs> <laughs> I think his main kind of like Scorsese's main point that he was trying to get across is that. We glorify a lot of that stuff, you know, like oh he gets we do though yeah. we do and oh, yeah. I, think, I think that was his point of kind of having like an overabundance of it just to show kind of this ridiculousness of it, and he doesn't but, ever get in trouble. It was that ridiculous though, yeah, yeah, he's not that's none of thing. that was an exaggeration, and that still goes like, on when they're sitting around the, the conference table having an an actual discussion about oh, I, this is the term yes, midgets yes. dwarves, I want you know mm-hmm. b p c yeah. or whatever, but and like having like a ten minute discussion about yeah. like dwarf culture and as if they're like like an alien i know an alien race like, or something yeah. how far can we take it with these guys how much is it going to cost and they're just sitting around like money's no object it is not and that stuff Crazy. still this is all before the bailout too like and when these companies do fail like we bail them out and mm-hmm. not get super political about it but like you know when jordan belfort like goes down for jail for three years it's like mm-hmm. almost nothing for the millions of lives he destroyed yeah and nothing happens to him he plays tennis in jail maybe that was just like uh because of the movie i don't i don't actually know that part to be true mm. but god i fucking love that movie uh, i didn't see 12 years of slave oh yeah I saw that. was that good it, it is really i know good. it's gonna be depressing yes it's very and it's if very it wasn't good. that'd be a problem it's very good. Um, is it as good as they made it out to be, or do you think there I is think, a... I think it is as good as it's made out to be, but some of it is kind of jarring in terms of, like, um, you know, like, there's, like, a lot of big actors involved in it. Mm-hmm. So it Wasn't takes Brad you, Pitt in it? Yeah, it takes you... It, Michael Fassbender. Okay. Um, a ton of actors that you recognize, and, like, and like it takes you kind of out of the like suspension of disbelief. Kind yeah, of. exactly. Of watching, you're watching the film, and, and then all of a sudden, Brad Pitt shows up, and you're like, "Whoa, Brad Pitt!" And you remember you're watching a movie rather. Why than... would he be in a movie about slavery? Well, he's the but he's that's the savior. That's the thing. Oh. It's like I don't. Know, that's what I said. Brad Pitt. And Benedict Cumberbatch is in it. Yes, yes, he was. Wow, it's a pretty big cast. And then who was that? New Lupe. Lupita Nyong'o. Was she uh, no one prior to that? She, she well, she's a Yale um, graduate. Mm-hmm. Recent Yale graduate, I think, from the um, the drama school there. But, yeah, but um, she she didn't have any, I think, big roles in in, in Hollywood. I think up until that point, that but, was Steve McQueen's. Uh, he was the first black 
director to ever win an Academy Award. Yes. Yeah. Wait, did he win? Or did yeah. what? He did win. Or Best Picture? He won Best Whatever. Picture. I think Alfonso Cuaron won oh, okay. Best Correct. Director. For yeah. yeah. It was like uh, a do big you think thing. he deserved that? Alfonso Cuaron? director Cuaron? for that? I do not. I didn't, I don't. You're not the only one to say that. Well, the way the Academy but, is weird, it's very political. It's I mean, not about don't get me wrong. I love Alfonso Cuaron. I, he, what else has he done? He did um, Children of Men, which was a great movie, an amazing movie. And he did um, he did the third Harry Potter film, I think. Which did he do like any horror films? One. Do I? Do did I he do any films? horror films? Do I do horror? Films? Did he do any? Oh, did he do? Um, Why do I feel like? Oh no, I'm thinking of Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. I don't think he has done any. So, any did you see films, Dallas Buyers Club? I, I did see. I want to see that. Was it? Did it? Did he deserve the Oscar? Did both of them deserve? Um, Why is Spike Jones for write for the script? McConaughey for best. Spike actor. Jones wrote that? Oh no, 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 no! I'm talking about. I was thinking about her. Oh, That's I didn't see that either. I heard it was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, you didn't see Dallas Buyers Club? No, either. I know I'm pretty bad. And you didn't, you didn't see it. I did. Yeah, I did see Dallas Buyers. I thought McConaughey was really good. I, th- I think, I think his kind of win was deserved. I don't think Jared Leto deserved his though. Wow. I see. If anything, I would have thought you. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I thought you would have said the opposite. Well, I know that's, that because that's the way everyone kind of is making it seem that Jared Leto did this. I, Brilliant, amazing job. Well, All I know he did was kind of and he in that in the real story there is no Jared Leto's character that mm. was added for the movie I just, effect. I'm like put it this way, like I'm a big Leonardo DiCaprio fan. Yeah. All right, but even with that bias, going into it with no trying to go into it with no bias. Yeah. I think if you take their performances for what they are, he should have won the Oscar. Yeah. Like, and I'm not yeah. just saying that because I'm bummed out that he's. He's been kind of screwed in the mm-hmm. past years. Like he put his heart and soul into that role. Yeah, like did. for three hours, and he carried that. He carried the fuck out of that movie. No, Jonah Hill did a fucking good job. Well, too he with did, him. but you Jonah have to admit, did amazing too. But who was Leo. the star of that movie? Like, uh, yeah, it's Leo. But Jonah, Jonah Hill, what good. the hell, man? Where did that kid come what, out of? Well, what? see, that's that's another example of of the supporting actor though. Like Jared Leto beat Jonah Hill. He beat um, mm-hmm. Michael Fassbender too in Twelve Years a Slave, who was yeah. amazing. And um, Jonah Hill played. A, so well alongside Leo, like as a as a as a team. Yeah, but did. I don't know what does he got to do to get an Oscar at this point. I mean, you... Catch Me If You Can, Aviator, Departed, <laughs> I know. The Departed, well, the that fucking Departed, perfect. That's was... a perfect movie. I don't that even was... think he did. He get nominated for that? I don't know. I don't remember. I but... bet he probably bangs someone from the Academy's girlfriend or wife. <laughs> as soon as, as the Academy so... is literally like. 80-something old white guys who all live in Orange County, California. Like, that's really how it's... It, it, I'm not kidding. Like, if you go online, like, that's... The Academy is just a small group of old white guys, and yeah. if they just hate Leo for whatever... And that's he, he's known up, for though. fucking a lot of supermodels. Do you use Reddit at all? Um, I don't, no. but I, no, I have... Do my, you? My best friend yeah. is a big Reddit person. So. Yeah, I always... I always what is it? Because I, I don't know. It's just a... It's just a... a it's just a website... Um, with a bunch of subsections, like yeah. subforums for every interest, but um, the most popular stories make it to the front page. Anyway, a week after the Oscars, there was a picture, and it was a picture that was taken like a week after the Oscars. It was Leo on his yacht. Mm-hmm. There were literally like 20 supermodels on yeah. the yacht. All of them were drinking champagne, they were in like Greece. And it, it, the caption on the photo was like, look how many fucks Leo gives about not winning an Oscar. Like, <laughs> he's so upset. And there's like 20 like oh my God. gorgeous women. Yeah. Like, he does. I'm sure he's doing all right. So he's kind of like Jordan Belfort where he just gets rewarded for making films. But he's still fucking Leonardo DiCaprio. I know. He's, I don't he's know anything just, about his personal life. And I don't even think he's peaked yet. I think he's peaking. I think he's going to peak like either in the next. You think he'll be like an old, a good old person actor? I think. I don't know because old person. Old, person actors i feel like they they eventually just kind of sell out i names. feel like he's really coming into his not own like, right now though. i'm saying like breaking bad i think next like five years five to ten years i would say leo's gonna be like in his prime i can see that because he's maturing a lot what who who, who is the actor mike from breaking bad because now he's on community um, jonathan banks I, one of the things i love about breaking bad is that they used a lot of great character actors yeah mm-hmm. and you're the one that told me that uh gus Gonsilio, i don't know what's his name Mm. Carlos, the guy who played Gus, was on set. Um, oh, Giancarlo Esposito. Yes, he's from yeah. all the old uh, Spike. Yeah, movie he was in. He movies. was in um, 
I think a couple, but I think he he was uh, bugging out and do the right thing. Yeah, do the right thing. You yep. ever see that movie? Mm-hmm. I had to watch it for a college course. I was like, okay, and I just fell in love. It's, it's yeah, do the right thing is movie. one of those movies. It's like when Goodfellas comes on, you can't mm, change can't turn it off. Yeah, do when the right kill, thing is just like that for me. Like when they choke Mookie, yeah. I fucking yeah. You know, it's so God. true that Goodfellas is one of the only movies that when it's on TV, I don't care what I'm what yeah. I was doing. I'll stop. I'll, and I'll I own the DVD and I won't put it on, but if it's on TV, I'll stay there and watch it. Do you guys ever do movies on the block? In downtown Providence. No, I know about it, but I haven't. Done I saw Goodfellas mm-hmm. last year out there. It's oh, nice. Cool. That had to be fun. Oh, it, it's a good time. And they That's had awesome. um, a bar, and then they have food trucks, and like we just got real comfy. And just I think the schedule is wow. online. Yeah, they're doing. And and it's they free, right? Good. Yeah, it's downtown, free. They do yeah. some really great movies. Downtown's been stepping up, kind of during the summer at least. There's always something. Oh going my on. god! Like, when yeah. we worked downtown, that's all it was. Like, yeah. Although water fire's gotten kind of out of hand. Oh, it's yes. that. You don't like it? Well, I I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I first started going, I was younger. So it was, it's been around for what, like at least 10 years now. Yeah. Because, Maybe longer. Yeah. It, it was Sansi era. Mm-hmm. And like, it used to be kind of like you'd go with your family or like your girlfriend or your friends and you'd walk around and it would just be pleasant. And now it's like shoulder to shoulder, people smoking mm-hmm. butts, young kids acting like idiots. You know why I think it's like that though now? It's because like they space out. Remember before when we were younger, water fire was like all the time. And now it's like yeah. now it's a big deal. So it's like once one a month or like People, twice a month or something. That could have something to do with it's it. It's so funny. Yeah. Everyone from Rhode Island hates it because I I no, never I, went. What you saying? No one hates it. Everyone from Rhode Island hates it, or everyone in Providence hates water fire. Oh, I don't hate it. I just it's, I just think that so it's funny. it's gotten really overwhelming because mm-hmm. everybody it's always goes. packed. It's a big like, tourist. Yeah, I never so packed, heard of one yeah. until three years ago. And then I think it was either last summer or the year. I think it was the summer before that. Someone got stabbed in the eye. Like someone pulled a razor on someone. They might I wouldn't. <laughs> that they might have deserved it. I wouldn't. I just well, doubt that. But there's families and kids around. Yeah, and yeah. Shit, like you know, it's a large. I remember going I to still my first. Go, one. I like it. It's yeah. Fun. Well, they have the like food. they also have like the summer concert series now that mm-hmm. WBRU does. Oh which man, is, which is so cool. I, they have, did you like, see this year's lineup? Yeah, I think it's, it's Fantagram is opening. Yeah, Fantagram yeah. really. You know, yeah, I got to, I've good. seen Group Love. Uh, yeah, Group Love was there one year. I saw the Mowgli's one year. Oh, the last one I went to was Cold War Kids. Yeah, Cold War Kids. Too many people. Oh, really? <laughs> like, it was awesome. I'd never seen that many bodies outside. It must have been like 2,000 people. Oh, my god! We were, the whole thing, By the, the water whole round. they fit? All, the sides were covered. I mean, they destroyed it, though. And it, it sounds was perfect dangerous, weather. actually. Oh, uh, it was awesome. It was fucking awesome. I love this city. So, you're from Rhode Island? I'm actually, I was born in um, Queens, New York. Oh, wow. What part? Um, Jackson Heights. Okay. Yeah. I have friends of mine live in Queen, uh, Astoria. Yeah. I've been yeah, there a couple very, times. It's all kind of close. Queens is cool now. Yeah. Queens, Queens is, is new Providence. No, Providence is the new Queens. <laughs> Let's get that straight. Oh, <laughs> uh, how long have you lived in Rhode Island? Um, well, I moved to Rhode Island when I was about six or seven. Oh, so you like grew up here. Yeah, kind of. And, but I, I mean, I moved to, my parents tried to be really too ambitious, I guess. And they moved to Florida and bought a house and. <laughs> And um, in Florida, and it, it just didn't work out, and we moved back here like, okay. during my teenage years. So I was I was in Florida for like three years. Oh, what's that and like? Then I, and then I moved back here. So I've been here for the majority of my life, but but it's kind of been. And you like the ocean state, like? Yeah, I love it here. Yeah, I, I, love I, I, I can't. It's kind of like a it's a love hate thing. Like I feel like if you, like I remember when I was gone for three years in Florida, um, you know, it was like oh great you know get to get out of providence and mm-hmm. see what else is out there but but coming back here it's always like this warm you know well providence used to suck accepting kind of place but right like i i never was here yeah. for that well s- my well my parents tell me stories because my mom well my mom grew up in one socket my dad grew up in east providence yeah and i live in seekonk which is right next to east providence mm-hmm. you steal and, all you get the all the benefits of living outside of providence and yeah. all the benefits of getting of your lovely Living state of massachusetts away. yeah my dad would tell me the days of like patriarcha and stuff and uh, up on Federal Hill, like that was that was real deal. But I guess a lot of people wouldn't mess around with Patriarcha. There was less crime then. Because, What's Patriarcha? Uh, I don't know his first name. I guess he was the head of the crime family um, at the time in the '60s or whatever, whenever it was the heyday. Wow. Um, but you're right. Providence is, does have a nice vibe to it. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like this kind of familiar feeling that mm-hmm. i guess i like a lot but it's like a manageable size too exactly and i like know? that it's i like that because i mean I, I did i've been to manhattan enough times and queens and stuff obviously where you know like how it feels to live kind of like on top of yeah other people you know? yeah. yeah like it's just like way too overwhelming so i, I mean, like kind of to live in providence like 
like us, like people who rent, like mm. this apartment for what we pay, if this was New York, it would be the it's, size yeah, of this room. Exactly. Like, I mean, I have a driveway, I have laundry on site, I have a dishwasher, I have a fucking living room and a dining room I don't even use. That's and great. I pay half, if less, than what you'd pay in New York. Yeah. But the downside is it's harder to find work. I don't know. There's always up and downs. But so all these free things, like, weren't always the case, like the flea markets and the water fires and mm-hmm. the BRU concerts and the. Mm-hmm. You know, one thing that was cool when we worked at the Biltmore was there's a lot of stuff that goes on here that I just didn't know about because, like, all those conventions they had have. Yeah. Do you remember there was that one where um, there was a knitting convention and a leather festival simultaneously? And leather, I mean, like, um, like BDS. Like S&M? Yeah, S&M leather. Mm-hmm. I remember working and seeing these like very large gay men in leather yep. talking to these little old ladies about knitting. <laughs> that sounds like something out of yeah. a but, like, sketch if or you, Yeah. There's a, there was a convention kind of for everything almost. There's the always yeah. something going on. There's always <laughs> something across the street. Spread, though. I remember going like the, the Dominican Fest across yeah. the street was fun. Yeah. One time me and Javison were working and they had these people out there pr- uh, protesting uh maybe the affordable care act including b- birth control or something mm. and i mean jameson and i getting so pissed oh gosh yeah oh my god i, I miss that kid mm. oh so you were in china yes well, we we've been trying to get you for a little bit but you you were like i'm in china right now yeah and i got so you you can use facebook in hong kong well, you can in Hong Kong, you can't in mainland China. So once you cross the border, it's kind of like that's really weird. Why? Yeah, I well, don't. Long. I'm not sure exactly why. Well, I know. It's I know Hong us, Kong. But... Hong Kong used to be a uh, like a European state, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think until the 90s. And so, like now that they're independent, I think they still want to be kind of their own thing. They don't want to be a part of mainland China. So there's kind of a lot of tension between mainland china and hong kong um, but what do they want to be just their own country i'm not even sure Cause it was like what like it was like 97 they have their own currency really that's wow. that's another thing it's called hong kong dollars like you can't use so it is it more else. i don't know what the word i'm looking for is i don't want to say democratic but is it more it's it's more free more open in hong kong well it's it's more capitalistic i guess i guess um, that's what i meant yeah yeah, yeah then um uh, then mainland but um Seems but like yeah, it's, little, it's, yeah. it's well, were you um, there for work or for pleasure? I was working. I was working with the as a PA basically. So with, your job sent you to China? Yeah, it was. It was I awesome. A new job. Oh my god! <laughs> so cool. I, I don't doubt that you fucking work your ass it's, off. It's cool, and I mean, like the um, the production company right now, um, like my bosses, they're in. Um, they were in Berlin. Now they're in. I think they're going to Dublin this week too, and. Um, I'm do you want to really say cool. you're they're going, they're going to Kenya in work? June? Or, I don't know if you want to keep this private. I don't think you, I don't um, think he should. I don't think he should just for legal reasons. Cause yeah, okay. you, just, oh, yeah. you know why? Why mess with? Yeah, well, well, thing. just I mean, they're they're a local production company, and we we've started out really small, and until you know the past year has been really really successful. So we you guys do like TV, movies, commercials, kind of stuff. Well, we do we do like a lot of documentary documentary work for um, I love documentaries. Yeah, uh. like um, the guy that I work for, he um, he's done like two document documentaries in the past um, that have aired on PBS and stuff. Oh and, my god! And Al Jazeera bought um, the rights to air uh, his recent one. Oh my god! But um, how would someone get a start in that industry if they? just wanted to get their foot in the door and they don't care if they're shoveling shit or whatever. Well, it's funny because I met, I met him at, um, Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Really? At the Biltmore. Yes. So you work at Starbucks in the Biltmore. <laughs> That's so, so it was one of those fortuitous. Yeah. Well, he, well, them. I knew his, you know, he got a quad espresso. Um, and who is this again? Um, his name's John Lavelle, John Lavelle, but he's, um, he's a great guy. And, um, and like he, uh, I know that name. You might. He's on the Go Providence site sometimes, or sometimes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he, um, yeah, he knows and a lot of his, people. Like, he has a lot of connections. Goal is he's... to bring like the film world back to Providence. Well, he's like big into that. I feel like I've heard of that name. Um. Well, like we've been doing kind of a lot of um, like he one of his biggest things that he worked on was like um, Home Across Lands, mm. which was on PBS, and it talks about how because Providence has a big refugee, um, inhabitant. Place really? so like yeah so we know. get a lot of refugees from from um, say Kenya or Ethiopia and stuff like that. Although I guess we are on the water. Mm. Ah, I so. didn't even think of that. That is so fucking cool. Yeah. Well, let him know he's a welcome guest on here anytime. <laughs> love to awesome. Give it. We're trying to get people. Love to get promoted. I love. I'm a. I have a Netflix obsession with. Uh, 
Netflix now, now see this the, when you dots. when you asked me earlier like if I'm a, if I consider myself a film buff I hesitated because John is is the film buff like he knows yeah. he knows probably you know 5000 times more than I do in in terms of like you a lot so he's one of those people if you like you can always be like a budding film buff though yeah. or like yeah. a film enthusiast I'm I'm definitely like, I'm, I'm getting there but, yeah. <laughs> but people who watch like the old he's stuff very, too he's very yeah he knows all of the old stuff all of the new stuff I and like such a hard time with the old stuff yeah yeah he he's very very on his game when it comes to that he's always quizzing me while we're working and I just oh, fail that's so but great. <laughs> it's so that's cool you found that work yeah, in a yeah. city like this, where like yeah, it's awesome. He came in once with like a with like this big you know Canon five D that he has, and and I was like, um, oh, what's that? And we just got to talking, and one day he came in again, and he was like, do you know anyone who would be interested in helping like edit um, video or whatever? Because he was getting a lot of work, and um, and I was like, <laughs> I, I wasn't even thinking of myself. I was <laughs> like, I knew because I, I knew this girl that I that I went to school with, who was a great editor that I've worked with. So like, I was thinking of her originally, and then mm. and he's, I was like, I might know someone. He's like, would you be interested? And I was like, oh sure. So from there it kind of started, and like I I've been working there for almost two years, and wow, that's awesome. that old the Oprah saying. Uh, there's no such thing as luck. It's just hard work met with opportunity. <laughs> you were yeah. just prepared with well, editing skills. Yeah, yeah it is kind of nice. like the right place, right time. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've gotten a lot of jobs from just talking with people at start a couple. A lot of it's mm-hmm. networking. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Almost almost all of it. I think, yeah. I think in life, generally, it tends to be more who you know than what you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's true. But once you're there, they, Not expect, all the time, you, but... they expect you to perform. But oh, yeah. yeah, sure. I it's got true. And, and a substitute teacher. From, I, I mean, but... there's so many people that aren't that um, personable and approachable now, too. Like, a lot of people mm-hmm. are so, like, quiet mm-hmm. and on their cell phones all the time that, like, it's hard to find people that are still willing to just talk to strangers and it's yeah we were actually allowed to be dicks at that starbucks when we were there (laughs) because you didn't see the same clientele all the time Mm -hmm. but we were always really nice but then we had some people that were some kurt oh man i I, say i'm very good at at keeping my composure so like oh yeah they would test me though (laughs) yeah i had but more than one of those moments but yeah like i I, the last tired it's funny because like the last couple weeks that i was there there was this guy that I was um I was doing like store support so running around cleaning the store oh, and God, doing yeah. all this stuff and like a line was forming mm-hmm. and so then I was like let me help these guys out so I went to the register and the next customer that I took was like he was like you're a real asshole you know that and like cuz like I was cleaning and right stuff out of and the he's blue. like yeah cuz I was cleaning and I wasn't helping and then he was like um he was like you should get fired and I'm like don't worry man I'm leaving in like a week or so anyway so because it was like at the end of my stay i'll be gone oh, soon enough but wow but it, it's they I, try to phase you as much as they can but it I, I think at keeping your calm you know gets them even more angrier so it can be hard to do though yes biting your tongue but yeah, in retail you kindness. have to yeah. yeah and like i remember when i worked at borders when they went bankrupt oh gosh it was a fucking shit show and we had the liquidator come in oh, i couldn't even imagine like the people going that were that coming stuff. in i mean we were like a family there i'd worked there for a couple of years some of like, mm-hmm. the best friends i still have in my life i worked i met there and now suddenly this place is being torn apart and like vultures are coming in and they're oh. like the, the discounts aren't low enough and i remember just losing my shit on this one guy oh no it was like a line like 20 people long and he was just but he deserved it and I'd, i hadn't done it my two years there but i knew yeah. i was getting laid off in like a week mm-hmm. so it was kind of like a fuck it mentality at that point yeah and i just let him it's... have what for but everyone else in line kind of was on my side they were like don't worry man like he was a dick yeah. but see that's so strange you had it's a job good when, you're, when people are supportive like that too. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, well, working in retail you meet all kinds or you, working at starbucks you, yeah, you outlived your experience. company like i left starbucks yeah and but starbucks I, still exists but you Borders is gone. Like it's, when it's you have sad. children, they're it's, not going to know what you're talking about. I don't think there's going to. I don't even know how long bookstores are going to last. To be honest with you, I think you'll see the mom and pop is, stuff for like the long it's run. It's really disheartening. I think it's going to be like the neck rec- rec- record stores. You'll see the resurgence. I guess it's true. It's, I mean, books are books are like transcendent, though. It's like weird. It's like if you look at all the media the formats, like music, that makes sense. I get it. Like vinyl's cool and like trendy now, mm-hmm. and like so are cassettes and CDs, but. I don't usually listen to those formats. Yeah, vinyl's ever. also better quality. But books, like the idea of something you hold in your hand, it has there are words on the page, and you turn the pages. That's thousands, yeah, thousands of years old. It's actually it might be millions of years old. I don't know when the first cave paintings are, but yeah. And now for it to all 
for that to be completely gone. I mean, from literally from the dawn of man writing in clay and caves yeah. to to this conversation, it's been words on something. Now it's going to be, true. you know, on a Kindle or whatever. And that's kind of sad to me. It is. it is. I don't know. Yeah. I think like cities always have the niche bookstores, but you're right. But when you go to like, if you travel across the country, have you ever been like those small towns, middle of nowhere? Do you think like, it's us Kansas, just being like nothing. resistant to change? Cause it's all no. we know. The way our parents well, were think, probably like I resistant think books to other are stuff. Good. There's a quality of books that exist that like with like with, with records like they didn't disappear because they were the best. Like the highest quality of sound you can record is on a vinyl, like a digital. Right, well, right, yeah. But I think a book you'll still have like I, I, yeah, I know, I know. I think books will still always be. It's around. seen as like archaic, and it's almost yeah. like even a lot of people. I have a lot of friends who like almost all the books they own they got shipped to their house by FedEx. Yeah, yeah, through Amazon. They're, yeah, like, I just think the experience of going into a bookstore, taking yeah, a book off the mortars. shelf, looking through them. It's whatever. a new experience. I know. That's, it's, uh, it's also people get a little hyperbolic about that. I mean, cassette tapes just went under like five years ago. So it's still going to be another 50 years before books are gone, if at all. I mean, yeah. luckily, Providence has a bunch of great bookstores. Oh, yeah. I think there's like three. Seller yeah. stories on Matthewson Street. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to but plug. Like, where I grew up fantastic. in Connecticut, like bookstores <laughs> the fucking Barnes and Noble the only one around mm-hmm. here big one now I think is Barnes and Noble in that's, Warwick that's, yep. the, that's the only one there's one in Smithfield I think Smithfield yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, we actually have a uh, Steve actually has to go to work uh, so let's uh, to get our last question in. oh man um, yeah. we so, had a good hour though oh yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, you are more than welcome to come back anytime like you want to come back time. Yeah. Oh, thanks guys um, so we we keep we're not sure well this is actually very appropriate because you like movies sure. um so we got to ask this to all of our guests. Mm. So you know that joy you get the first time oh. you watch a movie and just the feeling of it? Mm-hmm. If you could relive that experience, re-watching your favorite movie for the – or re-watching a movie for the first time, what would it be? Like, it's perfect so, for him now. Yeah, yeah, so me – and don't worry about your answer mm-hmm. because every time me and Mike do this, we end up having different answers. And I think about it's, it all the it's, time. It's true. It's kind of like that, what's your favorite film? Like I feel like that's something yeah. – I can't ever answer like people always ask me, but I'm like, but, I have like an idea of what my favorite film is, but it's not necessarily, like not necessarily your favorite film. film, but I'm mm-hmm. sure you have like a few films that will never, you'll never not enjoy. Oh, like that yeah. have so much rewatch so, value. So that, so for, that question, I'm going to say American beauty. Okay. So where did you see it? I, I saw it at theater or at home. I saw it at home. Actually, I didn't see it at a theater, but, um, but I remember the first time I saw it and it was, it just blew me away. Like I, I, artistic, just, artistically, that movie has so many. I still see it now, and I notice things that I never noticed. Who before. directed that? Because um, I don't even. know. Oh, I just remember. heard whoever wrote it on a podcast recently. I forgot what podcast, and it was and it was supposed to have a completely different ending, and it was because of the editor's choice. Yeah. made the movie the way it is. I think the kid was supposed to die. Mm. Was supposed to kill Kevin Spacey. Was supposed to get murdered by the girlfriend's boyfriend, mm. and then they. It's the guy who did. Oh my God! The guy I know, who created I'm, True Blood. Um, yeah, I know. I'm forgetting. Six Feet Under. He did Six Feet Under. Something. True Blood. Gladwell. No. Alan Ball. Yes, Alan Ball. Alan Ball. Oh, he's the Bernie writer. Right? podcast. I can't talk about that podcast. Do, I don't know if you listen to podcasts. Get on that. It's the best. <laughs> um, Mike, do you have an answer again for the hundred thousandth time? No, I, I had said Pulp Fiction before. Oh gosh, yeah, um, that's another Goodfellas. One. But yep. I mean, those sounds so cliche. But like, they're just they're that good. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I've been, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I've been obsessed with the new one of uh, the midnight showing. I was working in Vermont. I worked like a twenty-hour day at a camp, and we all went to go see the midnight showing of the Dark Knight. <laughs> and I will never forget that experience in a full-ass crowded scene and that joy of seeing that movie. Yeah. Oh my it was, god, that it, was fucking. It awesome. was really good. Oh. I saw that. I saw that movie. I think I saw the midnight showing for the Dark Knight at the IMAX. Oh, here. Like, yeah. 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 I saw Amazing. the Dark Knight Rises. That was a, such a good movie. Man, I have to go watch film. I just watched Hook before you guys got here. <laughs> nice. Yo, that holds up. Yeah, that's one of those films I do. Oh my god, Steve! Thanks for coming on. This is oh, great. No, seriously, it's fine. You can come back anytime. Thanks, guys.